0: good morning everyone welcome back to the morning dump a fantasy baseball podcast what's up everybody thanks for tuning into the week 16 report this episode is brought to you by the bat dog of the Tampa Bay Rays AAA Durham Bulls team. Just found out that was a thing, and it is freaking awesome. <laughs> Let's get started. Recent action. want to focus this one actually on trade news coming up as we approach the trade deadline on August 2nd at 5 p.m. But first, shout-out to Aaron Judge taking a big leap past Otani since the All-Star break for the AL MVP race. On FanDuel, he's now minus 380 compared to Otani's plus 350. Having just become the second fastest player to hit 200 career home runs behind Ryan Howard. He's crushed a bunch this week. He's got nine in his past 10 games since the All-Star break heading into Sunday. And he became just the fourth man in history to knock 42 before August. Savage. He's now on pace for 67. With potential... To beat Barry Bonds at 73. And of course you know all the debate about uh, home run records and steroids and everything. I think the top four guys, everybody who's gotten past 61 in a season, has done it with known steroids. So it is shaping up to be a career year for Judge. Next up, a little bit of news on Mike Trout. Just watched a video from Stefania Bell of ESPN. Just clarifying the injury that he has, and it seems he's just irritated the joint between his fifth vertebrae and his rib. So with that said, it shouldn't be a career-ending injury or anything like that. Joint pain, something he needs to rehab, focus on, monitor. Totally unknown how it's going to affect the rest of the season for him, but I'm guessing he misses at least 50% of the games left. With that, let's get on to some trade news. Luis Castillo to Seattle. Big one. Everybody was in on this guy. Reds scored four big prospects for him, including Noel V. Marte, the new number one prospect in the Reds' farm and number 17 on the top 100 list, which raises the question, what is the cost of solid rotation help heading into the deadline? Yankees sound like the favorite to land Frankie, but are they willing to offer the most attractive bid? He's a high velo guy, high strikeout guy, 318 ERA, 114 whip, and peripherals to back it up. And he's controllable next year. Certainly a handful of teams need rotation help, and Oakland's got to want to move this guy. So we'll see. Definitely a handful of other pitchers on the market. Brewers are talking to the Athletics about Ramon Loriano, also. Padres seem to be after Wilson Contreras along with the Mets. And the Padres sound like the favorite to land Juan Soto, too. They're talking about offering a package with C.J. Abram and some top prospects. But do not count out the Cardinals, Dodgers, or Yankees either. Washington might be moving the slugger Josh Bell. Giants say everybody but Logan Webb is for sale. Very curious if Rodon's going to be on the move and where he would end up. Would love to see him on the Yankees. Same with Pablo Lopez, as similarly, the Marlins are listening to offers for everybody not named Sandy. Tigers are out here listening to offers for Tariq Skewball, but they're going to need some serious talent back for the young K machine. Angels say they're open to trading everybody, including Otani. Can't imagine what the price of him will be based on the price for Soto. I mean, Otani's got to be worth even more. Sounds like Cleveland is open to dealing Biebs and Plesack, Really unsure which way Cleveland's going right now. They're sitting just above five hundred, only a couple games out of the AL Central lead. Plesak has not been very good for them. I'm sure they're trying to upgrade, which I'm not sure why they would want to get rid of Biebs in that case. But sounds like they're after a first baseman also. Red Sox on the dumpster fire of a season that they've been having lately are fielding offers for all of their vets like J.D. Martinez and the Ivaldi. They can't be trying to compete anymore, not with their pitching sales going down again. I mean, it's just a train wreck over there. They're having trouble scoring runs, winning games. They're not competing. Makes sense. The Texas ace, Martin Perez, and his desirable one-year $4 $4 million contract may be up for grabs as Texas doesn't seem to be competing either. They're sitting well under 500 at 45 and 55 with the Astros and Mariners in great control of the AL West. Tyler Malley of the Reds may also be on the move as they clean house. Heard St. Louis is in the runnings for them. And despite staying put in last place, the Rockies say they're not selling anybody. You don't wish for any pitcher to get stuck on that team, but I would have loved to see German Marquez end up on a contender. Dude's young. I think he's only 28 years old and he can pitch. But that's all for the trade news heading into the deadline. Hoping to see a lot of spicy action in the coming days here. Let's get on to the streams of the week. All the numbers I drop here, just full disclosure, are heading into Sunday's action. So let's kick it off with Monday, August 1st. Domingo Herman, New York Yankees, at home versus Seattle. Huge difference between his ownership percentage at 5% on ESPN versus 30% on Yahoo. But he has undeniably been a solid major league pitcher. He started 58 of his 79 appearances in the bigs with a 24 and 17 record, 4.62 ERA, 4.53 FIP, 1.226 WHIP, and 9.8 strikeouts per nine. This season, he spent the first half injured, totally didn't play at all. But now, since returning, he's made two starts. First one didn't go great against Houston, but he he was fed to the Wolves there, and he pitched much better in his second game against the Mets. Going 4.2 innings, just two runs, seven Ks with 82 pitches. Seems to be fully stretched out now. And he's your best option for a streamer on Monday. Tuesday, August 2nd, Graham Ashcraft of Cincinnati at home versus Miami. Only about 7% owned. Ashcraft is continuing a respectable rookie season here. He pitches in the upper 90s, throwing the fastest cutter in the game and a nice arsenal around it. He's generating the seventh most ground balls in the league at 56.4%. Another guy whose peripherals are all lower than his 4.64 ERA as they range from 391 to 407. Consistent. His whip's a bit high, sitting at 1.42, but the 5.8 walk percentage is not bad. Three of his last six starts have been quality. Can't expect a lot of Ks out of this man. But versus Miami, who can barely score any runs, guys lined up for a great chance at a W and some strong ratios. Wednesday, Cole Irvin of Oakland pitching at the Angels. This guy's a bit higher, around 35 40% owned. But I don't like anybody else on Wednesday. And I got to highlight how hot he's been lately. Hasn't let up over two runs in any of his past five starts. All five were quality, and four out of the last five went for Ws. Across that stretch, he had a .65 whip. But most impressive, the five games, he faced Houston three times, Texas once, and Toronto once. Yes, the peripherals project him to be much closer to his career for ERA. But after these last five starts, his ERA is down to 3.05, and his whip is down to 1.04. Rock solid. He's not a flashy K guy. Not flashy in much at all. His hard contact and ground ball are well below average. But the .249 BABIP, eighth in the league among qualified, with an efficient 4.8 walk percentage. Definitely a winnable game for Oakland, who have been winning a lot since the break, 7-3 in their last 10. And this is a guy I'm interested in grabbing and holding for a bit until he cools off. I wonder if anybody will try trading for him before the deadline. Ride this streak. Looking at the same series here for Thursday, August 4th, James Capriellian of Oakland. He's only around 5% owned. Something must be up with the water in Oakland. As in Caps' last five, he's looking at a 1.93 ERA and a 1.00 whip. Three quality starts and two wins. Another guy who's not a big K-man, and nothing about him really screams long-term hold. But I'm definitely in for this week. No doubt. He's now tossed over 200 innings in the bigs with a decent 4.3 ERA and 1.256 whip. And compared to Oakland's 7-3 and record over their past 10, Angels are sitting 4-6. and I wouldn't be surprised to see Oakland sweep this series not one bit. They got the momentum. Pitchers are doing great. Let's go, Oakland. Friday, 8-5. Looking at Aaron Ashby of Milwaukee at home versus Cincinnati. Man sitting around 25-30% owned. And you asked for some Ks among your streamers? Well, here they are. If Ashby is still available in your league, I would grab him immediately and hold him. Dude's pitcher list page is dripping in blood. 27.3k percentage is 21st in the league. 34.7. Called strikes plus whiffs percentage is 2nd in the league. 21.6 hard contact percentage is 12th in the league. 58 ground ball percentage is 5th in the league. Come on. High velo, High strikeouts. He gets the ground balls and he limits hard contact. A model young pitcher. All signs point to this guy. Lowering his ERA dramatically, rest of season, and that should start with an easy matchup against Cincy on Friday. Ride this guy to the playoffs. Saturday, August 6th, JT Brubacher of Pittsburgh at Baltimore, just 15% owned, and that's due to him being a very average Joe across the board between standard and advanced stats. Nothing too exciting to see here from what I notice. Other than the fact that the guy's been on fire lately, six of his last eight starts, he tossed at least six innings, with seven of innings twice, and five quality starts dating back to June 9th. He's got a 317 ERA across the stretch, maintained both his season long K per inning on the bright side and 1.41 whip on the dark side across that stretch. So take that for what it's worth. But as you know, We ride the hot streaks in fantasy. He's got a good matchup ahead, and I think he keeps it going. Also pitching on Saturday, two guys I've mentioned in previous lists, George Kirby at home versus the Angels. You know we're attacking them this week. And Nick Lodolo at Milwaukee. Loving both of these guys. Sunday, August 7th, capping off the week with Sunday Brady Singer. Kansas City. At home versus Boston. He's ranging from around 25 to 40% owned. And I know that's a little bit high, but I cannot recommend anyone lesser owned on Sunday. Don't like the options. So if this guy's available, he's another one I would definitely snatch up. Because he's going to help you this week and moving forwards. He just took on the Yankees and Tampa and ran them for 13 innings. Just one earned run, four hits, three walks, and 22 Ks. That's four straight quality starts for Singer, making six out of his last 13 starts on the year quality. He's pitched seven innings four times this year and into the ninth once. 351 ERA, 361 X ERA, 359 FIP, 311 X FIP, 113 WIP. Awesome ratios. K percentage at 26.1, called strikes plus whiffs at 32.1, dominant. 4.33K per walk would be 16th in the league if he qualified. But it's better off that he doesn't. With only 84.2 innings on the year, guys should not be running into fatigue anytime soon. Loving singer in this one. Boston, they look broken. They look tired. They look like they don't want to win games. Cap off the week with him. and See what happens moving forwards. Also on Sunday, I'm looking at 40% owned Keegan Thompson. He gets a great matchup versus Miami, who we know cannot score and should be in line for plenty of Ks, ratios, and a win. Next up, I got you on a little pumper dumb. First up, Minnesota's very own Jose Miranda, cousin of Lin-Manuel, the great. Jose's going for first base and third base eligibility, around 30% owned in fantasy. And in July, wow. He slashed 359, 7th in the league. 414 OBP, 15th in the league. 578 Slugging, 14th in the league. For a 992 OPS, which is 13th in the league. He also hit 18 RBIs, which was tied for 8th. And did that in the least amount of at bats, 64, among the 8 batters to hit that many ribbies. Dude is on fire. I grabbed him last week. He killed it for me in a weekly league, and I highly recommend riding this guy moving forwards. Next, Luis Rengifo. Maybe Rengifo. Rengifo. I don't know. But he's second base and shortstop eligible for the Angels, and a very bright spot coming out of that disappointing team lately. Luis is crushing it. He too in july had an impressive slash line for 337 379 461 with an 840 ops his 337 batting average is 15th in the league this month and he stole four bags man's got third base and outfield eligibility coming on espn two of what he already has in yahoo and with trout out indefinitely and whatever other moves they make before the deadline Seems like he's going to have a spot in this lineup. For the deeper leagues, I mean, you're looking at a solid hitter who swipes bags, gets on base. I mean, what more can you want? I see that ownership percentage skyrocketing over the next couple weeks. Get in now. Number three, Seth Brown of Oakland. First base and outfield eligible. He's shot up to around 10% owned already. Big part of Oakland's recent success. And he's the most recently added player on Yahoo. That's due to him nailing five multi-hit games over his past eight with five homers across the stretch, three of which came this past weekend. However, season-long numbers, nothing special. He doesn't get on base a lot, 282 OBP. K percentage is high at 25%. If your league counts moves, I wouldn't waste one on him. If they don't count moves, okay. Wouldn't blame you for riding it out and seeing what happens, but it's going to be a dump for me. I don't see the recent success lasting long, and I'm not even looking at him. On to a couple pitchers. Miami, Edward Cabrera and Jesus Lazardo, ranging from around 15% to 40% owned on ESPN and Yahoo. Miami, you know, it's Miami. You can't be expecting a lot of wins or run support from this team. But, in limited action this year, both have displayed great ability to strike out batters with strong ratios. If you need some help in those departments, which everybody does, I'd be checking these guys out. Compared to the other guys owned around this percentage in fantasy leagues, I mean, these guys have the potential, more than anybody else, to be shooting up to 70-plus percent owned in a short time. And... I am once again pushing, begging, pleading that you add Dustin May to your teams immediately. Starting pitcher for the Dodgers. He's in the midst of a rehab assignment and will be back within a week or two. Dude does it all. He's only 15% owned in ESPN, already up to 50% owned in Yahoo. He pitches in the high 90s, tons of strikeout, tons of movement. Limits the hard contact, gets the ground balls, low ratios, guy does it all. Get him if you still can. Stash him. He is a freaking league winner. Do not miss out. That's all I got for week 16, folks. Really appreciate you all tuning in. Spent some time updating my trade value chart for the August update. Definitely check it out. It should be dropping late tonight or tomorrow morning. I'll be posting it on Reddit if you want to jump in the conversation or just tweet me with any questions you got. That's it, you know? They say you win 54, you lose 54. It's about what you do with the other 54 in baseball. We are in the midst of the other 54. Make a couple trades. Beef up your teams. League winning moves. That's what it's all about right now. Hit me up anytime at Morning D Fantasy. I got you with advice. And I'll take you to the finals, baby. Good luck in week 16. Catch you all next week. And remember, can't have your coffee without the morning dump.